Welcome to the Nurses Station by UC Health, a show that shares stories from nurses who have answered the call to care. I'm your host, Amanda Cobb, and today I have with me Anna Milton. Welcome, Anna. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So, Anna, tell us a little bit about your career so far. What brought you into nursing? I went to school at the University of Kansas and nursing school at the University of Kansas Medical Center, so kind of Kansas City area. And that was a unique experience in and of itself, just because I could see the brunt of my nursing school was during the COVID pandemic. So oh, I think wow. I only had one semester of non-COVID impacted clinicals and courses. So through that process, seeing the different specialties and just like meeting a lot of different nurses and seeing, I don't know, not just the personalities, but the interests and goals, et cetera, of nurses in like critical care versus labor and delivery versus doing more like online rotations that were a little goofy, but at least gave you exposure to like more community health type stuff that we couldn't do at the time. Seeing all those different areas and then having my capstone in the emergency department and that hospital system is a pretty large hospital with the KU Med Center and has, I think, 800, 900 beds. So kind of seeing that environment shifted me from my initial initial desire to go into emergency medicine to kind of wanting to see more the follow-up care side. And when I was looking for jobs as a senior in college, I knew of UC Health and had heard of the hospital system and just heard good things from folks I knew out here. And so I was applying and saw a position open at the on a trauma surgical unit, which is what I'm currently on, was like, ooh, okay, like the trauma side of things, the things that kind of drew me to the ED initially. But again, that kind of follow-up care and that level of acuity where you can have someone who's very sick, has a lot of things going on, but you can also have someone who's relatively unscathed, just walks in for something relatively minor, was something that I felt would be a great place to start my nursing career. Fortunately, I was hired on and have been there for about a year and a half. So still relatively new in my nursing career, but have enjoyed getting my feet wet and just kind of starting (laughs) out. Yeah. So fortunately, my my kind of tell me about yourself section is relatively short as it's pretty much just been nursing school to this position and not fully sure where it'll go from there, but have had a great foundation. Did you always know you wanted to go into nursing or was this something that you found like after you started college or? In high school, I was part of a program in which we were able to go into the hospital for half our day as juniors and seniors and take a CNA and CMA course and then do rotations when, so I must've been what? 15, 16, 17 in a hospital. So I was a little 16-year-old like looking in on surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> and you got a lot of exposure to different areas of healthcare. So both more MD side, pharmacy side, PTOT, and nursing, obviously. And so that kind of first part of my career path, nursing journey really stemmed from just conversations with nurses, frankly, and yeah. how I had one that I remember pretty vividly in which a nurse said she was in med school and she just remembers like taking a test, looking out the window and like seeing a group of nursing students walk by and had that reflection where she's like, you know, I think every time I've seen nursing students together, they've had this bond throughout the like struggle of school and from nurses I've, or nursing students I've talked to, like I can see just that camaraderie, but also like determination and grit. And there's still a very technical, but also a different emotional side of it. And she's after that test, I walked into my advisor's office and was like, hey, I'm switching from medicine to nursing. And after having that conversation with her, I think I was 
16 or 17 at that point prompted me to reflect on my time, like going into applying to colleges and being like, you know, that's kind of what I've seen as well. And so that's something where I think I'd like to continue that path and see where that journey takes me. So say as an eight-year-old, I was as 90% of other eight-year-olds, I was like, all right, veterinarian, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and tinkered that a little bit. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be doing healthcare with animals, but with people. And yeah, that continued through college and have not wow. regretted it. So here that I am That makes today. my heart so happy. <laughs> <laughs> throughout your day and throughout your shift, you never mm-hmm. realize like those little conversations and mm-hmm. being candid and just sharing a little bit. That's a vulnerable right. story of oh, yeah. for her to have shared with you and just look at what an impact that made on your life. I just find that fascinating. You never know like what those mm-hmm. little little like interactions caveats, are. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. So you went through nursing school during mm-hmm. COVID. Wow. So you didn't get a lot of the same traditional experiences Correct. that most nurses would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Did you do a lot more like simulation mm-hmm. versus the hands-on in the department? Yes. Yeah, so it was my first semester of nursing school. I was on a progressive care unit, like a step between like a step down, similar acuity to what I'm on now, where sure. you can have some folks that are pretty sick and need higher level care, but also some relatively stable folks. And that was for six weeks. And then the next semester, I had about six weeks on a hepatic, renal, and trauma unit at Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. So had about six weeks of peds and then spring break and was home and then it was COVID. And so <laughs> a little bit of weird timing with figuring yeah. out rotations. And the rest of my second semester was all online, so all virtual wow. simulations. And then that fall, we were able to return to school. So kind of had abridged rotations as well to where it was like a six to eight hour day on the unit because they just couldn't have a certain amount of people. So we'd have like our six hours in the morning and then they'd flip and have the other half of the folks the six hours in the evening. And then you'd supplement that six hours with six hours of really realistic, really hands-on virtual simulations in which you would be typing and clicking to do things instead Which is of doing hands-on. completely what patient care is yeah, all about, definitely. typing and clicking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was great. Definitely used to working with a computer, but yeah, so that continued. And then fortunately, that second half of my third semester of nursing school, we were able to be in person a little bit more. And that was when I was doing, let's see, a critical care rotation. So same thing. I think we had more like eight-hour days each gotcha. week for a few weeks. And then See, or excuse me, my fourth semester with my capstone, we had two two thirds of it was online, and then one third was your ninety six hours of capstone experience. So you got wow. eight shifts, and that was it. So yeah, yeah. my like hands on experience was very much impacted by that. But I think if anything, that just made made for an interesting entry into the actual nursing. Yeah, I was about post. to ask that kind yeah. of culture shock. I can't imagine not having the number of hands-on hours that yeah. I went through in my program before starting uh, actually just, being, yeah, being yeah. responsible for keeping someone alive yeah. for 12 hours. I was like, all right, so where's the button that just says do CPR now? Like, can I not just <laughs> click that? So yeah, uh, it was yeah. definitely a shift, but I think it also made me, when I was applying to jobs, like I think I it helped me find a spot that I felt in an interview. I don't know. It helped me kind of focus, I think, on more the coworker manager support yeah. system versus just the like ideal of a lot of nurses like, hey, I want to be an ICU nurse. I'm just right. get into an ICU right away, even if the culture's not great. That's the pinnacle of what I want to do. Versus for me, I realized, hey, throughout this process, like 
things have been very abridged, like things have been cut short. It's been difficult to have all the experience that will help me feel more confident and prepared. So what area and what environment is going to help me like grow the most and really become a nurse? A, like you pass your NCLEX, you graduate, you're like, great, I'm a nurse. And then you actually start and you're like, okay, this is different. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that kind of Interesting experience was, yes, very good growth, very good, like, adaptability, kind of flexibility practice. So that helped me kind of find, I think, where I'm at now and then make it through that initial period of being a new grad still in a pandemic. It sounds like you feel like you were well-supported in that transition from theory to practice. Like, theoretically clicking on this computer, I should start CPR now. (laughs) Coming into actually doing it, did you feel, how did you feel like you were supported in that transition to practice? Fortunately, the unit that I currently work for, so the trauma surgical unit at MCR, uh, Medical Center of the Rockies, is just has an amazing team. And all of my peers and um, my two managers that I've had in, the, in during my time there have just been incredible. And I think part of the reason that unit is so unique, at least to me as someone who's only now worked on one unit, but has seen a fair amount like through nursing school and now, is just that kind of team building. And I think, again, like working Anywhere in nursing, as we all know, like you have to be able to rely on your team. There are some areas where you can get away with working more independently and finding resources on your own to make it through a shift. But yeah, my unit where I'm currently at is you have to rely and be able to learn from and help others and get help from others to really do anything successfully if it's your first time, if you have a lot of other things going on. And so that transition was, I think, mainly successful just due to the people that I was around and the culture on the unit. But also, I think the nature of having a trauma unit was a little more unique than a typical med surge unit where most folks, where even if they have a fair amount of experience, there's still a lot to learn and get adjusted to. So I think most people are used to like, hey, I've that I've I've had that first time seeing that too, even if it was five years into my nursing career. So for someone who's brand spanking new, they're yeah, it's just a great culture of helping that transition from any other field. Because we've had a lot of folks that were engineers or something prior yeah. to nursing or just were new grads like myself. So yeah, there's a great culture of bringing people in and setting people up for success so that we can all ultimately help out each other more as we go. Yeah. Nursing is a team sport through and through. Yes, very much so. So. Anna, inpatient acute care is a specialty in and of itself. Can you tell us a little bit about what you enjoy most about the surgical trauma area that you're in now? Yeah, I would say my favorite part is probably just those connections with patients and their family members or loved ones. Oftentimes, especially with the trauma population you're in or in surgical, since we have a lot of folks that are battling cancer or just had a lot of GI issues that just over the years required them to have a lot of surgeries. But especially the trauma population in general, you often take take in folks that have had like a huge life-changing experience, some of which their mindsets about it are like, I'm so lucky to be here. I'm so lucky to be alive. So even if I've broken both arms, both legs, ribs, neck, pelvis, everything, and I am like going to be having a very long journey forward, like they've had an incredible mindset uh, about it. And other folks too are still processing through everything. And so I love being able to both learn from people and kind of hear their stories, hear their thoughts on things that just reaffirm your faith in the world and just in like the resiliency of humankind, but also be able to then impart some of the things you've learned from your own life or from your conversations with other people and help bring that into the lives of other folks that are still really struggling with that. So I love that kind of 
again, the like dichotomy of nursing of the art and science where you have really technical things that you need to be aware of and monitoring and do a lot of hands-on care, a lot of skills, always learning. Because with traumas, you have a little bit of everything. You have infectious disease involved, you have orthopedics involved, neuro, if you have kidney injuries, you have like nephrology. Yeah. So like you have everyone under the sun popping in on one patient sometimes. Um, but then not everyone's necessarily providing that like just softer side of nursing, like the art and science where you're there, you're talking, you're just hearing their experience, letting them talk it out and share and process. And it's lovely to see the journey that some people have from when they first get to the unit and they're like, yeah, I was in the ER, I was in the ICU, I got flown here from Mexico on a helicopter after an accident and just seeing their journey. And so learning from them, but also being able to give back in some way and help people through and also do, you know, a lot of fun wound care and see a lot of of technical things and keep your skills up. So that's probably my favorite part. Just thinking about what brings people to the hospital mm-hmm. you're coming to have a baby right. or like there's happy reasons to come mm-hmm. to the hospital <laughs> you work in an environment where almost 100% of your patients are there mm-hmm. because they don't want to be mm-hmm. or some sort of tragedy mm-hmm. or trauma and so i just i personally i would think that would be such a difficult environment emotionally mm-hmm. but it sounds like there's a lot of like really rewarding pieces of that you can take away when people are really have this new profound appreciation mm-hmm. for life. Yeah, that's Definitely. that's so interesting. Yeah, and it's something too that I don't think I ever you always think, oh, with nurses, like oftentimes we're portrayed as just like the hand holders or the pillow fluffers yeah. or the here, let me get you some soup. Here you go. Oh. And not often shown whether in media or just in kind of people's own knowledge and awareness of nursing of the really hard, difficult stuff where, you know, someone's cussing you out, trying to hit you, trying to scratch you, peeing on you, spitting on you, whatever, of like folks with some brain injuries after a car crash or withdrawing from substance use. There's that side of it where you're like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is, this is my life. This is my job. But then there's also the folks that like, when they do break down and cry and you are truly just there to hold their hand and be like, hey, I hear you. Like it sucks. And I know there's nothing that I can do right now that's going to make it better, but you're not alone in this. And every day you're making, you've made it through the hardest part, which is right after the big scary thing happens where no one's by you. You're alone. You have no support, no idea what the path forward looks like. And now you're here. So like you've made it through the hardest part. Like you'll make it through the rest of it. And like we're here to help you get there. But yeah, it was definitely an interesting, even as going through nursing school to be like, oh, okay, so there's that. But there's also the complete opposite of that. And oftentimes that precedes the kind of more heart to heart, heartwarming moments. There's a lot of cussing and spitting and hitting involved sometimes. But that being said, a lot of times you make it through that and then you have a really meaningful moment and It's very much an honor to be part of that journey, regardless of if it starts out pretty smooth and kind or not. But those breakthrough moments do make Mm -hmm. it makes it worth it. I think what I tell people in in nursing, it's this constant battle to balance the inherent Mm -hmm. joy with the inherent Mm -hmm. stress of the job. Definitely. And finding those things that do bring you joy Mm -hmm. in the job is really important. Mm -hmm. Speaking of like highs and lows in your Mm -hmm. career, have you felt that like kind of moment that I think a lot of nurses go through if you haven't Mm -hmm. 
our listeners haven't gone through it already, mm-hmm. then hopefully you never do. But <laughs> have you ever hit like a moment in your career so far where you felt like, gosh, what am I doing? Yes, definitely. When I first started my job, we were still pretty entrenched in like very poor staffing levels. I think just coming off of the peak COVID burnout wave where we had lost a lot of staff on our unit, but also just systemically like throughout the nation, throughout our hospital system, everything. And so coming into a time where people were frustrated, were burnt out, were tired, and you're like, hi, here's me. I'm fresh. <laughs> that was my first job. Let's go. And then yeah. seeing how everyone else is feeling at the time and trying not to, you know, get bogged down by some of those heavier emotions, but also trying not to negate their experiences and be like, oh yeah, like we're fine, yada, yada. Let's just move on. Right. And so- That toxic positivity. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then trying to protect your own mindset and mental health. And so I'd say it was probably about six months or so, maybe eight, six to eight months into my first few months where I was off grad, or excuse me, off orientation. I was working nights where I think just a lot Again, where we were at of having really non-ideal staffing levels and really sick patients. Because a lot of the folks, I'm sure as you know, like even though COVID died down, the folks that weren't able to get care during the pandemic peak were now really sick because things weren't addressed earlier. ICUs were full, so ICU patients were going to PCU, so then PCU patients were going to us. And we didn't have enough nurses, so like for most of my first three months off orientation were... Our unit has 24 beds. Ideally, during the day, we have six nurses, a charge nurse, three aides, so 10 people. And at night, we have a charge, five nurses, and two aides, eight people. And we were having one charge nurse and three nurses for a lot of that, so just the four of us. And sometimes it was like me and the other new grad, and we're like, what are we doing here? What's happening? Heavy stress. Yeah, so very heavy stress, very just, I think, difficult time being a new nurse in general. I moved from another state and just getting adjusted to like post-college life new adult life and nursing during a difficult time. It was around that six to eight month mark. I just was not doing well at all, like mental health wise, which obviously impacts a lot of other areas of your life. Like socially, you're not wanting to do as much. Physically, you're not wanting to do as much. Just like emotional burnout was very high. But fortunately, again, like that just unit culture kind of came into play. And fortunately, my nurse manager, who has just been incredible for our unit, was an incredible mentor and just person to talk to and like just be very vulnerable and frank about we're like hey I'm really struggling and like I'm at a point now where I'm like I want to be here but I don't know that I can because right yeah. now I'm sleeping eight hours and four days total and that's not safe for me or for my patients because yeah. nursing isn't just pushing papers like it's you have to be able to think critically and you have you're on your feet 13 14 hours sometimes and you have to be healthy, stable yourself, take care of yourself so that you can yeah. take care of it. It's like the, when you're on the plane, it's like, hey, you know, if the little oxygen things pop down, put on yours first yeah. before you put on someone else's because you need to be the person that if you're in a position to help people, you're allowing yourself to help them. And so yeah. I hit that point and recognized that. Unfortunately, too, it just had really like between my sister and parents and mom and stuff, we're able to process things out and talk yeah. and say, hey, like really something has to change. Yeah. And so had the kind of difficult conversation of, hey, I don't like, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Here's where I'm at. I want to stay here, but I don't know if I can. So what's the next step? And for me, the biggest thing was 
let's try to sleep a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so let's maybe get more than two to three hours between shifts. Yeah. And so I was able to switch to day shift. And I think just having that body clock for whatever reason, like I'm a very nocturnal creature. So I love being up at night, no problem staying up, but just yeah. would not sleep well. So having just the, that little change made a huge impact. And I think it helped me I think going through such a low time for so long and really struggling, then finally having that point of conversation, hearing someone else say, hey, I've been there too. Yeah, I hear you. That's not something you have to continue feeling. So thank you for addressing it. And yeah, let's see what we can do. Help me shift my mindset too from that kind of victim mentality of, oh my gosh, everything sucks. Everything's really hard. What am I doing? Where do I go from here? To, hey, this little change made a big difference. So what am I going to do to yeah stay in a good spot and also help other nurses especially new grads like not also fall into that same trap because we as nurses know that burnout is very high right now turnover is very high right now and multiple studies have shown that high rates of like burnout lead to high rates of turnover and high rates of turnover lead to worse patient outcomes so really both the patients and the nurses are suffering when we don't have good support. So yeah. yeah. It's this cycle that you have to interject somewhere in. I appreciate you so much for sharing that so candidly and being vulnerable. I think a lot of nurses feel like they're alone in those Mm -hmm. deep, dark days that you may have or that really tough shift. I know when I started nursing, it wasn't as normalized or open to talk about some of those Mm -hmm. emotionally heavy days. I remember locking myself in a bathroom. Been there. (laughs) The first patient I lost, there was no support. There Mm -hmm. was no, it was your other two patients in the ICU need you. You need to Mm -hmm. fix your mascara and get back on the floor. Right, right. (laughs) And so there just was no time to process Mm -hmm. or being a younger nurse, younger in my age and younger mm-hmm. in my career, even having those personal skills of how to cope with it, right. it wasn't something that I had even developed or been exposed to either. Right. Did you recognize this like feeling? Did you personally identify that? Or was there someone else in your life that was like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was a little bit of both. Like I've always been very, I'm a big talker. I love to be able to just process things. It definitely helps me to process things. And again, fortunately, like my sister and my mom who know me quite well are incredible people to like talk to and listen, but also hear that feedback. And even if you disagree with what you're like, no, I know it's a mindset thing, but I'm upset right now or this or that. So it's not just like shifting your mindset about work, but which looking back, I'm like, okay, she was very right on that. But (laughs) I think having some of those conversations, like I was recognizing in myself that I just wasn't what I kind of call like my true version of self that just that version of me was just gone in a way, or at least just like very suppressed, hibernating. And so I was recognizing that, like interacting with friends and living in a beautiful place, like just being in Colorado and being so grateful to be here, but then not really doing much beyond just like regrouping between shifts. And then, yeah, my mom, I remember once sent me like a mind, like walking in the trees, like meditating for mental health. <laughs> this little book in the mirror. So I think you'd benefit from reading this. And I was like, okay, so maybe mm, like she, yeah, maybe I need to not just blow this off as, yeah. oh, it's just, it's part of the process. It's being a new nurse. It's hard. Like yeah. you're a new adult too. That's also hard. And there was that moment, I think, where I just was looking around and seeing the way that I was interacting with people I loved and realizing that a lot of my 
what would seem normal to other people was just a facade of, okay, like I want to be there for them, but like, it's all just a surface level. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, I think what I remember once a patient, like I was, I just answered a call light and went in another room and I think she just could see something in my eyes because again, it was mask days. It's really just my eyes. And I remember she just looks at me and she's, have you eaten anything yet? And I was like, no. <laughs> and at that point it was like, I think it was like 3 a.m. or something. So it was like pretty late into the shift to where I should have yeah. taken a break, but I just, it had been crazy and I was running around and I didn't take that even like two minutes to yeah. eat a little bar. And I just looked at her and I was like, no, I haven't. And I just remember her going like, well, you should. You can take 30 seconds for yourself. You should take longer. And I was like, the fact that she just random person, like I just happened to walk into that room and help her to the bathroom. And again, I was like, that was one of those moments too. I was like, okay, I think you can just, I'm not hiding this as well as I was. And so there was, yeah, that little bit of like, you kind of know, but again, as you said, you push through it because you have to. You're like, there's no time for me. Even on your days off, you're like, oh, let's go to this family event. Let's support this friend for this thing too. You don't give a lot of time. So I think- it was a little bit of both, my long rambling answer of yeah. like, yes, recognizing myself, but sure. suppressing that. So having other people finally be like, hey, <laughs> whether it's a stranger or my mom, like being I, like, girl, get some help. <laughs> <laughs> I think we said that earlier, too, of just like you don't have it doesn't have to be that hard. Right. If it feels hard, right. then there there are so many like little things that you can do and mm-hmm. talk to a mentor mm-hmm. or a more experienced nurse colleague mm-hmm. your manager mm-hmm. lean in because it doesn't have to be that hard there's right. not like some magic that happens at day 365 right. of being a nurse and poof, right. I've been a nurse a year and <laughs> everything's magical mm-hmm. and it's great it's fine mm-hmm. it just it doesn't have to be that hard thank you again just for being so honest and open with sharing that experience because I think it will help other nurses that may be in that same situation and maybe they don't even recognize it personally. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess shifting gears a little bit Mm -hmm. back to the science of nursing, it is extremely technical. It is a STEM profession. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing that I've heard that keeps nursing from being a STEM profession (laughs) is that we don't have a semester of physics. So I think that's the only thing, but it's so technical and science driven. And so how do you continue to learn and grow as new research comes out, as new Mm -hmm. evidence comes? How do you continue that, I guess, commitment to lifelong learning in your work? I would say a big thing is a just like learning from your colleagues, like listening in on rounds, like just doing the things that take almost no effort to incorporate into your active daily practice and be like, instead of go in to be somewhere else being like, hey, I'm going to listen to the surgeon come in and explain this thing because that's something I learned from. So then I can pass on to other people as well, even if it's just in a casual conversation. And then on a more formal level, just doing like we do like the U-learns and like other courses that are put out and available, just taking the initiative to do both the required ones and some that aren't required, but help improve your practice. And then there are a few like for trauma specifically, even though we're like a different acuity level than surgical trauma ICU or being in the trauma bay as an emergency nurse. Recently, myself and a few of my colleagues did a course called TCAR, which is trauma care after resuscitation. So that like post-care after a trauma event, things you need to look for, things that like you were really never taught in nursing school, but um, like huge considerations that can really make or break a difference between recognizing a deteriorating patient or identifying if there's 
sudden changes, what might be causing that and what appropriate responses to initiate after that. And so that course was lovely. And like, it's, I know like the certification process was interesting to see like both myself and a few other like newer nurses, as well as some of the more experienced nurses, all of us just collectively were like, oh my gosh, we had no idea that some of those things were so important or that needed to be considered. And so that definitely has prompted me to be like, all right, I'm going to seek out some more like certification opportunities or just other like more formal classes. Cause yeah, you really do learn so much. And especially in that more formal setting, like it you have the time you're not like, okay, let me go answer this call light or let me go run and do this and try to listen in and learn. So it's nice to set aside that space and time to improve your own practice. Because then again, you can disseminate that information a little more (laughs) informally for people that don't have that time. Yeah. The whole, did you know? By the way, (laughs) pulse ox monitors are useless sometimes. Like we all are way too confident in those, but yeah, like the more you know. Anna, this has been such an amazing conversation. I just value you so much. Thank you for being part of the nursing profession. And thank you for taking time to to chat with me today. I am so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you for creating this space for, hey, just for having me in general, but for, yeah, just for nurses to share their stories and, yeah, just to allow folks that maybe are thinking of going into the nursing field yeah. or have loved ones or just are curious about it in general to listen in and get a closer look. So I think that's... Incredible. So I'll thanks throw for you me one last <laughs> little nugget question yeah. just for our listeners out there. If you had mm-hmm. one piece of advice for a new nurse, mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give them? Find what makes your journey worth it. So not what makes you get through a shift necessarily or what makes a bad day feel better. But what's that one thing that no matter what your day looks like day like what your shift looks like what your days off look like what your crazy schedule is the emotional burden of nursing in general the physical burden like what makes that whole process like from start to finish nursing school to wherever you see yourself 10 down 10 years down the road worth it like for some people it might just be being able to provide for your family and having a job that allows you a certain amount of time off to spend with family. Some people, it might be that personal challenge where it's, hey, I know this is hard and I want the hard because that's what helps me grow. And maybe it's just that moment of going into one room, doing CPR, coming out and holding someone's hand in the next while they need a tough moment. Being able to be that person that can do the hard technical stuff and the kind of tricky emotional stuff like if that's what's worth it to you like and helps you get through that just focus on that and reflect on that throughout both like your first couple months as a nurse and also when you're down the road just to look back and see your growth process so that's been what's been changed my mindset and helped me go from very not great mental health emotionally struggling burnt out little baby nurse to not still a baby nurse but at least in a position where I know what's worth it to me, what is worth it to me throughout everything. So just focusing on that. (laughs) Amazing words of wisdom from Anna Milton. (laughs) You heard it here first. Thank you for joining us again and we'll see you next time. Mm